0: And we're here uh, back on Ariva Martin Real Time. Avi Bernard in for Ariva Martin today. And I am always pleased to be joined by KBLA sports reporter Ray Richardson. No debates, no speculation, just the info (laughs) you need. Ray Richardson, thanks for joining us today. How are you?
1: How are you doing, Avi? Good to be with you again.
0: Yeah, I'm doing great, especially now that you're here. We can talk about this Florida State situation. Looking forward to talking to you about this all day. So... I was in a group chat with some of our, our regular contributors. You know, I'm on, I'm on every Friday uh, doing the Friday edition of Areva Martin in real time from 4 to 6 p.m. And we have what we call the the Friday group chat uh, twice a month on Friday. And we have Dr. Sean Fletcher there and a friend of the show, and, uh, also a friend of the show, Danny Griffin. And so we, uh, we were talking about this – is, this is just via text. Let's get me on the air because that weekend, championship weekend, which was last weekend – Uh, I, I, I bet on Louisville. I didn't think Florida state was going to win because they were down to their third string quarterback. And obviously I lost and, uh, Oklahoma beat Georgia, which was the number one ranked team and Texas put a beat down on Oklahoma state. And so when I saw those results of those games, Right. I, I thought, OK, so for sure, Michigan, obviously, they're going to be in their number one team. They're undefeated in the Big Ten, just beat Ohio State uh, a couple weeks ago and then beat uh, Iowa uh, handily in the uh, Big Ten championship. They're in Washington, University of Washington, 13 and 0, beat Oregon twice this year, including uh, in the uh, Pac-12 championship at a neutral site. When there were 10 point underdogs, they won that game outright, were in control of the game the whole time. Washington's going to be in. So this is my thought process. I'm just going through my thought process coming into that 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 selection show last this past Sunday. So I'm thinking Michigan's in, Washington's in, and Florida State is in because they're 13-0 in a, in a Power 5 conference, conference champions. They haven't lost any games. They're, they're not, it's not like they're some FCS team. They're not some Division one AA team. Mm-hmm. This is a major Power 5 team that went undefeated. And their strength of record was ranked third. So I'm thinking Michigan, Washington, Florida State, who else gets in? I don't think Georgia gets in because they can't get put in over Alabama. They got the same record. Alabama just beat them. and But then if you put Alabama in, you probably got to think about putting Texas in because Texas beat Alabama. So uh, first of all, I want to get your thoughts on what were you thinking <clears throat> before that selection show who did you think was going to get in
1: well to be honest i knew that somebody was going to be upset i knew somebody was going to be crying on sunday (laughs) because there were just there were two or three teams out there that probably were thinking they were going to get in no matter what Mm -hmm. and that was georgia texas and florida state um This is a perfect example for the NCAA to expand the playoff system. They should have did it last year because then we wouldn't be having this discussion. Mm -hmm. You would be talking about a fair process for at least eight teams rather than just four. So thank goodness this is the last time we're going to have this kind of drama with just four teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, They needed to expand, and this would have been a perfect year to do it. I I am torn between – I really feel sorry for Florida State. It's hard to justify an undefeated team not getting in the in the playoffs. But when you look at the conference they're in, they're in the ACC, mm-hmm. you mentioned a good point about them having the, the third strongest schedule. I'm, I don't know how that is.
0: Well, it wasn't the third strongest schedule. It was the third strongest strength of record.
1: Strength of record, okay.
0: Basically, Basically how their wins – rank up against other wins around the country so their strength of schedule i think was like 55th or something
1: and i think that hurt them the most that hurt them the most the fact that the acc is not a traditionally strong football power five conference Mm -hmm. they're beating up on teams in the acc and then i think the committee looked at how they struggled against louisville in the uh, acc tournament or acc championship game I had a feeling that some of those people in that committee thought about if we put Florida State in, would they be competitive? And without them having their their top quarterback, and that was a terrible break for them to see him go down like that late in the season, without their best quarterback on the field with them. I think the committee thought they would not be as strong a stronger team to go up against those other three teams in that in that final four bracket. It's just unfortunate that they were thirteen and zero but i really feel and here's my other point i don't i don't know if texas really belongs there either i don't i don't see the big 12 conference as a beat em up type conference like you're not playing against SEC competition or big 10 competition every weekend you're playing against a fairly watered down big 12 conference and for for the committee to put them in because i hope they didn't do this now i hope they didn't say Well, since they beat Alabama, they deserve to be in there. That should not have been the criteria to put them in the Final Four. You put them in there based on their strength of record and their strength of of schedule over the whole course of the season, I still would have put Georgia in there over Texas. Mm. And it's hard to knock down a number one team that's been number one all year and they lose one game to their strongest rival, for traditional purposes, those two teams will always be battling for that SEC title. You cannot penalize Georgia because they lost one game to their their best nemesis of the, in the country. I would have had Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and Florida State to to make and maybe yeah, Florida State to make it fair. Either Florida State, or, well, either either one, Florida State or Washington would have been a toss up for me but really? i think the i think the first three should have been alabama, michigan and georgia. and then you kind of flip a coin for the other spot. i'm washington is almost in the same boat, but i think washington benefited from a a Pac-12 season that was much stronger than what people thought it would be. there were some really good teams in the Pac-12 playing some great football this season. much better teams than the ACC. And I think that helped Washington a lot to be able to beat Oregon twice and survive a Pac-12 conference that's, that's breaking up. But they went out, they went out strong though. They went out, they had a fabulous football season in that conference. And I think Washington benefited from that. So you give them a little bit of a slight edge over Florida state because of that. But man, it's, it's, I, I would hate to be on that committee this year. you, you got to really know what you're doing. Your criteria has to be on point to not put in an undefeated team, especially from a Power 5 conference. You better get it right. And I think they don't want to see another Texas Christian get blown out by 60 points like last year. If that's what they were thinking about with Florida State, then I can see it. But, man, is that that's, that's a tough call to make.
0: I'm surprised to hear you say that Washington would be a toss-up for you because – It would be. What? Washington beat five ranked teams, including Oregon twice. And when they beat Oregon the second time, they were ranked fifth in the country. So this is a team that 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 really beat some good teams. They beat Oregon State on the road, which is a really difficult game to win. Yeah. Uh, they beat USC while they were ranked. Obviously USC's season fell off. Um, but they also beat Utah. Um I I'm so I'm surprised to hear you say that, that Washington would be a toss-up for you because I think they are in a different boat than than florida state even and and so i think but also washington has their quarterback so do you think do you think that if jordan travis wouldn't have gotten hurt he's a quarterback for florida state uh do you think if he wouldn't have gotten hurt florida state would have made the playoff i think
1: so and i think they would have had a probably a much more decisive win over louisville than than what they showed now you remember at halftime that game was three to three at half. (laughs) And that when I saw that, I said, that is not a good look for Florida state at all. You cannot go in that ACC title game without any touchdowns in the first half. And then still tied up with Louisville at the half with three to three. I think that the way they won that game really gave the committee some extra motivation to keep them out of the format because they were struggling so bad without, without their quarterback. And, and I, I really feel like if the quarterback is healthy, if he's playing, do you think that Washington is not in there, and it's, instead it's Florida State? That's why I'm saying it's almost a toss up. But again, Washington has the edge because of the Pac-12's dominance, the way they played this year, and they got a Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback. They they got a little juice too there. But man, it's still to me, it's still a toss up. Especially if the if Florida State's quarterback is there, I'm not sure which way the committee would win.
0: I think if Florida State's quarterback was there, then you're going to see, yeah. Then either Alabama or Texas would have been left out because you, you, you probably you
1: Texas. To- I would say Texas. I would probably put Texas in that in that in that lost column.
0: And and people, I think people would have been able to justify that mm-hmm. more than justifying Florida State being out. But I think the committee made this decision because they thought these would be the best games. These would be the team, the games that were best for TV. And yes. This- that's what they're they're concerned about. They don't want, as you said, but uh, but even to people who's like you said, TCU. They don't want people like TCU to get blown out. TCU beat Michigan in the playoff. They won a playoff game, which means they were rightfully there. They deserve to be there. And yeah, they got absolutely waxed in the championship against Georgia. Yeah, but but they still won a playoff game against a, a, a Michigan team that they were they were heavily heavy underdogs against. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's I, I I think obviously these. Four teams will make for the best games, but I do think it was wrong to leave Florida State out if you're talking about being fair, if you're talking about what teams deserve to be in, Florida State deserved to be in. And uh, uh, one of our our uh, loyal viewers on YouTube, uh, Howard, said, in my opinion, the only reason Alabama got in is because of Nick Saban would Bama be in if they lost two games? Oh, absolutely not. If Bama, <laughs> Bama would not be in if they lost two games, and Bama, and also we gotta remember this, Ray.
1: That Auburn game, they were At lucky in that game. game. They, they were, were lucky. <laughs> it was
0: fourth and fourth and goal from the 31. They and were they, done. And eventually essentially what was a Hail Mary to, mm-hmm. to win that game. And, and that and now they're in the playoff, in the playoff and they might wind up winning a championship because of that one play.
1: Yeah, that play and saved it, their season.
0: Absolutely unbelievable. So, uh, so looking forward at those games, though, Ray. At the uh, at the two playoff games, you got Washington versus Texas. Texas is a four point favorite. Washington four point underdogs, and then you got Michigan versus Alabama. Who do you think wins both of those games?
1: Well, I know one thing. I saw some reaction from the Michigan folks. They were not too thrilled about having to play Alabama <laughs> in that in that semifinal. I think that's the one matchup. As the number one seed, um, I'm thinking they thought they might see a little better matchup with either Texas or Washington. But now
0: They uh, wanted Florida State to get in. Michigan wanted Florida State to yeah, get in. Yeah,
1: that's that's who they were thinking about. <laughs> but you know what? If you're going to win the championship, you're going to have to play the best team eventually, and you're going to have to go through some hurdles eventually, so you might as well go through it now. I'm telling you what, that will not be an easy game for Michigan. That's going to be a super challenge for them and I'm a little worried about Michigan. I, I got a feeling Alabama may have something for them when they play. That's going to be a great game to look at. Michigan better be ready. Michigan better have their game, and they better have their A game with them because Alabama is a hot team right now, and they're also a little bit of an experienced team. Nick Saban knows how to get his team ready for this kind of format. They Michigan better be ready. And I want to see what kind of effect that it's going to have on on the coaching staff. Jim Harbaugh is only be back for one game. He missed, uh, he missed like five
0: games <laughs> during the season. Yeah, he missed, he missed uh, three games at the beginning of the season because yeah. of so composed And these
1: last two uh, <laughs> because of the second penalty. So he missed six games total games, yeah. for for penalties and infractions. I'm wondering what kind of cohesiveness will this coaching staff have to get these guys ready for this game that, there, there's some challenge factors to put on, on the coaching staff of Michigan to see if they can get these guys ready.
0: So do you think Alabama is the best team out of the four? Ooh.
1: Between them and Michigan, yeah. Um, okay. I, I got a feeling the Michigan-Alabama game is almost going to be like the game for the title. Whoever wins that game probably has the front-running edge to win the whole thing. Not to discount Texas or Washington, but you look at Michigan's, their their defense is, is pretty strong. I, look, I have a little uh, concern about their offense sometimes. Sometimes they tend to struggle a little bit on offense. I don't know if they have the playmakers like Alabama has. And right now, if it gets into an uh, offensive showdown and somewhat of an up-and-down game, I don't know if, if Michigan can keep up with Alabama like that. That's what... Michigan's defense is going to really have to control the tempo of this game to keep Alabama from big plays and just getting confidence. But we saw this is a typical Nick Saban team. He's got skilled players on the outside. He's got a good running attack. And he's got a pretty decent quarterback that's gotten better over the season. And that kid knows how to make plays. Um, Michigan better be ready. This is not going to be an easy game for them.
0: No, I think uh, Michigan was favored by two points initially, and then they it, I think it's down to one point. I think that the game will eventually be a pick', yeah, uh, or maybe even Alabama favored by one the way the line has been moving so far mm-hmm. but but we'll uh, we'll see about that and uh when we come forward though I, I want to get your thoughts on on Ron DeSantis, the uh, Florida governor uh saying he wants to sue he wants to sue the playoff committee for Florida State not getting in. I want to get your thoughts on that when we come forward in addition to uh, the uh, the NBA in-season tournament, do you think it's been good for the league? Is it uh, is it just is it B.S.? Is it um, is it something that that they should continue to do? Uh, obviously, we had Lakers playing in about 30 minutes at the top of the hour uh, against the New Orleans Pelicans in Las Vegas. And so uh, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about all those things right after this news traffic and sports update, in which we'll also hear from Ray Richardson uh, when we come forward right here on KBLA Talk 1580 and we're back on Ariva Martin in real time Avi Bernard in for Ariva Martin tonight and always pleased and grateful to be joined by Ray Richardson KBLA sports reporter no debate no speculation just the info you need you know I I can't have Ray on without stealing his his catchphrase so uh so Ray I just want to before we move on to the NBA in-season tournament I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, on on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis saying he, he wants to uh to use some of the state's funds to sue the college football playoff committee.
1: And <laughs> the, uh, as I mentioned, that's in the very stupid department. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, this guy has been such a, um, a flamethrower for a lot of reasons that, that go way beyond sports, but now he's trying to get into the sports arena. He needs to uh, shut up and go dribble and do some other <laughs> stuff. And, focus on what he really needs to be focusing on is is trying to win the election that I really hope he doesn't win or they didn't get nominated for. There's other issues he needs to be focused on in his state than this. I don't even think there's even a legal ramification possible. I, I never heard of anything like this where you can force a judge to side on your favor to issue some kind of injunction. <laughs> against the college football playoffs to get a school in and knock a school out. I, I don't even think that's even even doable or possible, even rational. I, I don't see it. You're gonna have um, just a, a really chaotic playoff if this thing even gets put on hold. Like say for instance, he gets an injunction from a so-called judge to look into this just think about the impact this would have on the other, other four schools or other three schools, and if it's their intent to try to get them get Florida State in there, well, what what's to what team are they going to knock out, and and how do you justify that at this point? There, there's really no no legal recourse. I mean, you can even go to the Supreme Court with this. There's there's just no way to turn this over. So for him to try to jump into this uh, football re- arena and flex his muscles. Uh, he's wasting his time and wasting the taxpayers' time and wasting the time of his constituents. I want to know who's listening to him on this. I mean, who could be even giving this, this some, some thought? I just don't see it. Um, it's, it's a waste of time, and he can be mad about it. I mean, the whole state of Florida is upset about it, and, and, and rightly so, they have a reason to be upset. But him trying to jump into this and try to rectify it and correct it, uh, it's not going to happen. And it just makes him look stupid.
0: Yeah. And, and one thing you stuck out that you said stuck out to me uh, was that it's not even rational. It's just it's just this is the kind of thing that Ron DeSantis does. Um, he just he just does things that he thinks will get attention. <laughs> and he's just he's just loud. He just try, tries to be as loud as possible. And try to make noise, and it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, as you said in your reporting earlier, uh that money can be used in his state in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wants to use it for this. I mean, he just he he's just not a smart person, he is manifestly unlikable, and that's why he's losing this Republican primary in the way that he is. But uh, moving on from the college football, oh, well, well, actually, before we move on from, from college football completely, so Who who do you think wins? Who's your pick to to win the college football playoff?
1: I I can see Michigan doing it uh, if they get past Alabama. (laughs) Uh, That to me is the hurdle for them. Uh, They got to come correct, and I I really see Texas beating Washington. Uh, Hmm. That's a pretty good football team in Texas. I, I like what I saw a couple of times. I saw them. They are not a. They 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 belong in there. I mean, they didn't they didn't go through the back door. That's a very talented athletic team, and their defense is pretty potent as well. They can turn you over. They got some DBs that know how to get the ball. I think Washington's got a challenge to get past Texas, so I can see Michigan and Texas playing for the title, or Alabama. Texas, one of those two. I uh, I think it's Michigan's to win if they play right, if they play well. They've been through some some challenges enough to get through this to get to this point. They might as well sit all the way through and get it done. They've been through all kinds of situations that could derail teams, and they're mm-hmm. still right there. And so if they want to get to the mountaintop and go through all these challenges and all these changes, then finish the job because they've been through enough already.
0: Yeah, I can certainly see that. I can certainly see Michigan or Alabama winning it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with Washington just because it's, uh, it's not a popular pick, and I'm going to roll with the Pac-12 and the Pac-12's last year of existence. And uh, it's a uh, sentimental pick there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's sentimental. Uh, but uh, I just think um, the way Washington has played all year, uh, them beating Oregon, uh, them you know finding ways to win games even when they're not playing well, uh, and then they just came out last uh, last weekend and dominated Oregon. Uh, and it ended up being a close game, but they were in control of that game the whole time. And I, I think that Texas can be up and down you got to remember washington beat this texas team in their bowl game in the alamo bowl last year and beat them up pretty bad and so these are both different teams but with a lot of the same players same start the same uh starting quarterback is the same for both teams and the head coach uh, is is uh is the same for texas and 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 that's team sarkeesian former usc coach and i just think that and sometimes in big spots texas tends to come up short And so I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, with uh, Washington to find a way to win that game and hopefully the tournament. So we'll see. But uh, speaking of tournaments, the NBA in-season tournament is uh, is in the semifinals. There are now three teams left because the Indiana Pacers, I'm sure our our loyal listener, Howard, will be will be uh, barking about this at some (laughs) point. Uh, He's a Pacer fan and the Pacers have, in fact, beaten. The Milwaukee Bucks today, after beating the Celtics in in the in the quarterfinals, so the Pacers have really earned their way into the into the finals of the NBA. They team have. By, they have. by winning road games in, in uh, against. Uh, oh no! Actually, no. The the Celtics game was a home game, but by winning games against the Celtics and the Bucks, that's a really impressive feat, and and they deserve to be in the championship. The Lakers play tonight. They beat the Suns. A couple of nights ago, and now they're going to play the Pelicans. So what do you uh, what do you make of the NBA NCAA tournament so far? Right. Uh, do you think it's been a good idea
1: to be honest? I was not feeling this at all. I, I didn't even want to talk about it
0: when it was <laughs> first
1: when it first was proposed and when it first got in motion. I didn't I didn't understand it. Um, I did, I felt I felt indifferent about it. And now, the, the closer this has gotten to where they are now, to Vegas, like the last week or so, you can see the, uh, the shape of this tournament starting to, to really take hold. and It, it gives you this NCAA-type feel. And, and I like the fact that the four teams they have in Vegas, it's like a Final Four setting. You've got each one of these teams has a, a star player, some star appeal to attract some attention. Um, I think with LeBron there, you got Lillard who was there <laughs> and Giannis was there. <laughs> but now you now you've got a rising superstar in, in uh in, uh Tyrese Halliburton, you know, this kid is, is legit. And what a what a form what a forum and a platform to do this for him mm. and his team because now the entire country is gonna know about Tyrese Halliburton and the Indiana Pacers that this is a team that could be reckoned with in the East. I don't know if they're ready to move ahead of Boston or Milwaukee or even Philadelphia, but man, they're gonna be there. And this has been a great example of what what a young team can do uh, when when their young players get better and they got a pretty good coach over there too. And to see the way Halliburton has carried this team, I I would be, you're gonna have to look at Indiana the rest of the season as a bonafide contender in the East maybe not a championship t- contender, but definitely a team that can upset some stuff. <laughs> you got to get past Indiana to go some places. And now they've established that. And if they win Saturday and win this thing, you really have legitimized yourself as a contending team in the East. So I, I kind of like the storylines that have developed in the last few days with this in-season tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be nice. And, and this, and, and speaking of uh, developments, This is a coming out party for Zion Williamson tonight, too. He needs to show that he is still a marquee player. This is a great platform for him as well. We've been waiting on him to kind of see what he's got for the last four years. He's been hurt all the time, but now he's somewhat healthy. This is his time to show people that he really is one one of the elite players in the game, and now he's got to put up. This is a perfect forum for him
0: tonight. I, I am exactly in the same boat that you were in when the NBA in season tournament was announced. I was thinking, man, what is this? What's the mm-hmm. point? Why are y'all doing this? This is, it doesn't make sense. It's stupid. And now that they're playing, and maybe it's just because the Lakers are still in it, but I'm into it, man. I am into it. It's been fun. It, it has, uh, it, it has made uh, the players more in, more involved and more interested in these games. Uh, the players, uh, they do seem to ha- uh, be playing at a higher level, at a more intense level yeah. uh, during these games, especially when we got into the the knockout stage, which we're in now. And and, and with that half million dollar bonus, five hundred dollar uh, five hundred thousand dollar bonus for every person on the team for the winning team, you got superstars that are are wanting to win this for the for the members on their roster. Who don't make a lot of money, uh, relatively speaking. All, all, all NBA players make a lot of money, but who, but who don't make, uh, who who are making like league minimums. And you got guys that make, you know, two million dollars a year uh, for a league minimum. They got a chance to make a, a quarter of their yearly salary, It's just if their team wins this tournament, and that means a lot to. And even Damian Lillard on the Bucks said said this. You know, he said as much. And superstar players, you can tell it. That that's one reason why they want to win so that they can they can hook up their uh their teammates who, who don't have as, as big of salaries as they do true uh, and so it has made for for a lot of intrigue and uh and and regarding the pacers uh, they essentially just won back-to-back game sevens mm-hmm. against, against what uh m- most people consider to be the top two teams in the east you know, against the boston celtics and milwaukee bucks and now, but I think one thing that this did do is show that those teams are very vulnerable, because, yeah, for the Boston game, Kristaps uh, Porzingis was out, but he's one of their big three players, and he has had a history of injuries. And if he's not there in the playoffs, they're going to have problems. And then with the Bucks, they have a new team. This is this team is not the team that won the championship. They have Damian Lillard on the team. They don't have key pieces like Drew Holiday, uh, and so who was their best defensive player and so for for this team uh milwaukee i mean they're still trying to figure things out and so i think that the pacers have thrown a monkey wrench into the east and and in a seven game series i don't know if you want to see the pacers if you're one of those teams oh for sure for sure (laughs) that's that's a it's not a given at all so so, and, and I've been a fan of, of Tyrese Halliburton for a while now. He used to be on the Kings, and I'm really glad that he's not anymore because the Lakers play the Kings all the time. They mm-hmm. have to go through them in the playoffs uh, potentially, so I- I'm glad he's he's out of there. And, and when, we, when we come forward, I do want to get your your take on on what will happen in the game tonight. In the Lakers game tonight, they're favored by two points. So what's going to happen? We're going to get Ray Richardson's uh, thoughts on that when we come forward right here on KBLA Talk 1580. Reeva Martin in real time. Avi Bernard in for Arriva Martin tonight, wrapping up our discussion with KBLA sports reporter Ray Richardson. So, Ray, the Lakers play tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans at 6 p.m. Pacific. That's just coming up here in about 10 minutes. So, who you got? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, to me, a lot depends on Anthony Davis. If he's if he's feeling like he wants to produce and <laughs> and put up about he's got to be out there now he's got to play at least 35 38 minutes um if he's if he's ready to play and take some of the load off of lebron i think they'll be fine well though new orleans is a team that looks like they're the to come up too they're like an indiana in the west and right now willie green has them playing very well and at this point they're getting, they're getting like house money on their team. They've got Zion Williamson playing as good as he's been playing, pretty much in his entire career. And right now, they need that. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to stay focused. <laughs> and right now, he looks like he's a player who wants to prove something. I, I still think he's out of. Sh- I still think he's overweight, though. I mean, he looks, he looks tremendously overweight. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to be able to carry that weight you know, for another, you know, 60, 70 games. I just don't see it because they're going to make the playoffs. And will his conditioning hold up? You know, can he carry this weight and and still be a a very, you know, productive player? He was not that heavy in college. (laughs) He was much more fluid, much more mobile. But man, he's got the talent and the skills to dominate games inside the post. And if he can do that, I don't think the Lakers have anybody that can deal with him. LeBron's not going to be able to match up with him one on one. They're gonna they're gonna need to double him to get the ball out of his hands. They're gonna have to rotate well on defense, and that's where Anthony Davis comes in. Is he fluid enough tonight to move around and, and be a rim protector? Can he can he alter some shots tonight? And if he's physically up for it, the Lakers have got a good chance to win this. But they got to get some help, you know, for LeBron. He cannot he cannot keep on carrying this team for 38, 40 minutes. He just can't keep doing it. They got to step up.
0: Yeah. I mean, Zion Williamson, his, his weight, you know, his frame it is, uh, it is a concern. I think in the long run, you know, uh, my favorite nickname that I've heard it for him is the, the Pogo penguin. You know, mm. the, uh, he's, 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 he's so wide, but he can jump so high. Uh, and, and, he has had a, a long history of injuries in his short career, but he's playing tonight. He's yeah. Playing tonight. And uh, that's, that could be problematic for the Lakers because he, he, he does uh, have a huge impact on the game. Uh, he, he gets into the paint because he's so big and, and so fast and agile. Uh, he gets into the paint. Um, he lives in there. And then once he gets in there, you know, he, he shoots at a very high percentage. So it's, it's going to be a tough game. And obviously I'm rolling with the Lakers, you know, I mean, I'm not going to pick against them in a game like this. They're you are picks. so loyal. I like your loyalty. You really are. <laughs> I, I, I am loyal, but also <laughs> just, if you take my bias out of it, the Lakers, they have not lost a game in the in-season tournament. They have been the best team in the in-season tournament. I think this goes back to the playoffs last year. They're, they are a a clutch team. They're a team that, that plays best when the lights are brightest. and, I, I think that just in this in, in these games, uh, in these NBA in season tournament games, they've been dominating. They they beat the Suns twice in this tournament, um, and I think it's uh, I just think they have a, they have the best shot to win out of the three teams left. Now, if they would have been playing in the finals against the Bucks, then I don't know. I don't know what would happen in that game. I don't know what's gonna happen in this game. You know, it, it could go either way. But I, I just would have to roll with the Lakers. Um, based on what I think will happen. And, and yes, I did bet that the Lakers would win the tournament before the tournament started, before the, the knockout round started at, at plus 575. Oh, wow, okay. So uh, I do have a vested interest in them winning. It would be nice. Um, but it's uh, obviously it could go either way. And, and your, your point, I mean, Anthony Davis is always... And, and Andy, weigh in on the chat on these I want to get your thoughts, Andy, on, uh, on who you think is going to win tonight and who you think is going to win um, in the tournament. Uh, weigh in, in in the chat here and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let everybody know what you said. So um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm going with the Lakers tonight. And I think if they play the Pacers, then in, in the finals, then, you know, that'll be, that'll be an interesting game. That'll be an interesting game, but um, we got, we haven't gotten there yet. Cause obviously they have to win the game tonight. You well, I know
1: the NBA, the NBA wants a marquee type matchup, and right now they've got half of it. They've got the Lakers still there. So having LeBron in, in Vegas with AD and and the rest of those guys, that's a plus for the league for for attention for ratings. I think the ratings will be good either way, especially if it's the Lakers versus Indiana. That's going to be a very interesting matchup to watch for a lot of people, and it's gonna it's gonna bring out some curiosity about you know how good is Indiana? You know if they get to, if it's them and the Lakers we'll really get a chance to evaluate how good Indiana is. And I think a lot of people are looking forward to seeing that. I know I am. If if the Lakers do win this, I'm, that's a great matchup to watch, to see uh, see the Lakers against a young and up-and-coming Indiana Pacers team. NBA is is coming out and it's okay. Uh, it looks like this mm-hmm. in-season tournament played out just right. Although, I'm going I'm to be a little uh, scandalous here, although – the Lakers are lucky to be in this game tonight. <laughs> that was not a timeout the other night. um I hate to say that, but the referees missed that call. That Yo, was, was a, loose, a I, That was a loose ball
0: It was it wasn't
1: that well ball was on. loose. Le, LeBron was. did not signal timeout until that ball was rolling on the floor.
0: It was, and when that ball is loose, called, you
1: cannot call it timeout in that case. You cannot. Well, I,
0: thought, I thought he was fouled. I thought I thought Reeves was fouled before that. Before that, so I mean, I think kind of it, kinda, it, it kinda could was.
1: it could go either way. The referees didn't see that, but they should have seen yeah, that should've. ball rolling uh, like that. In they should have saw right. that I, I, for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but a- Andy said that he um, that he thinks the Lakers got it one hundred percent. So yeah, I uh, saw it. He's loyal too. Before we run out of time, Ray, I want to talk about your. Are, are you uh, you got your grown folks that
1: happened to Monday? Uh Yes. Yep. Friday uh at Three and Out Sports Bar in Englewood, 244 South Market Street. Uh, grown folks music, grown folks fun, grown folks atmosphere. Love to have you all uh, come out and get ready for the holiday season with some great old school music. Look forward to seeing all of you.
0: Yeah. So tell us one more time. You said it's at Three and Out Sports Bar at 7 p.m., right? 7 to 11 p.m.? 7
1: to 11, in your early hours. So you can come in early and leave early and uh, win some prizes and also hear your kind of music that you grew up with. Uh, emphasis on grew up with that's why we call it the grown folks event uh it's, it's old school music from the 70s 80s and 90s all night long uh you can have your flashbacks and your memories and and have fun doing it and also have some good food as well
0: i appreciate you ray richardson for joining us always uh, enjoy your perspective have a great one and when we come forward next voice you hear will be robin ayers with the raw report i'm avi bernard and i am gone for now